What a lovely atmosphere in this place this morning. Spirit of Jesus. I'm blessed. Are you blessed? Father, I lose more grace in this place this morning. More of your grace that will enable our faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know about you, but I find one of the, the, the things that I sometimes forget is that I am united in Christ or with Christ. It's, I find it one of the things that is, you know, in the busyness of life and in the circumstances that happen, that I can lose, if I'm not careful, I can lose, I can lose the heavenly sight that Jesus has given me. Let me put it that way. And that you become really engrossed in the earthly stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, we are... We are here on earth and, and God expects us to be stuck in on earth, if I can put it that way. But it's this perspective that I sometimes struggle. You know, just occasionally I just have to remind myself of who I am. I don't know if you're like that, but that's, that's what I can be like. And I want to read... I make no apology for this. I'm not going to be too long either, but I want to read a number of scriptures. I want to read from the Bible quite a lot this morning. I'm not probably going to say an awful lot other than what the Bible says. I'm going to be using a few translations because I wanted to just bring out some nuggets. I've just been blown away again by looking at some of these scriptures. And I want to share some nuggets with you. Not KFC ones. Or what was it in France? KFP, chicken fried poulet. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? I'm reading from the translation, uh, the Passion Translation. Some of you will know. This is my favourite at the moment. This is Ephesians chapter one. I'm going to read one one verse, and I'm going to go back and read read about eleven verses. This, this is just astounding, okay? This is the scripture. Everything, I'm going to read it really slowly. I want you to meditate on this. Everything heaven contains. What on earth does that mean? You imagine the magnitude of that phrase. Everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father the father of our Lord Jesus all because he sees us wrapped up in Christ isn't that astonishing I've just been all week I've been meditating on that and it's Ephesians 1.3 you'll read it differently in other translations but I really love that the freshness of this translation. And I'm trying to get my, you know, my spirit particularly, and, and my head's trying to follow along. What does it mean that Jesus has given us 
everything, or the Father actually to be correct, in Jesus, the Father in Christ has given us everything that heaven contains. I'm not actually sure that I can even tell you all that heaven contains. And if you want a good, I'm not sure we have Sunday roast like we used to, times have changed. But if you want a good chew over, over some beef or whatever you're going to eat, have a good chew over that one. What does heaven contain? And then think, what does that mean to me? Because the Father's given it to me. Wow. That's one to chew on for a few years. <laughs> Let me read the rest. This is uh, Ephesians chapter 1. My name is Paul. I was chosen by God to be an apostle of Jesus, the Messiah. I'm writing this letter to all the beloved and devoted believers who have been made holy by being one with Jesus, the anointed one. The words I want to really focus in this morning is by being united with him. I think there are six times in these verses where Paul writes that. May God himself, the heavenly Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. <laughs> I'm up for that. There's been, some good, good, there's been some good testimony of that this morning. Grace and total well-being in our lives. Everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate with all our hearts. And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself, there it is again, even before he laid the foundation of the universe. That's another one to chew over for a few years, okay? <laughs> he joined us to Christ even before the foundation of the universe. It's called predestination, if you want, you know, you know the big words. Because of his great love, he ordained or set us apart as one with Christ, there it is again, from the beginning, so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Wow. That's another one to chew over for a few years. <laughs> unstained innocence. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children so that his tremendous grace that cascades over us would bring him glory for the same love he has for his beloved one Jesus he has for us mm. here's another one since we are now joined to Christ we have been given the treasures of salvation by his blood. The total cancellation, or uh, I think another way of putting it is, uh, let me just look at the footnote here. Yes, send away. The total sending away of our sins. All because of the cascading riches of his grace. What grace? What grace? This superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us and flooding into every part of our being, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the Anointed One, which is Jesus, 
He unveiled his secret desires to us, the hidden mystery of his long-range plan, which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. And this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all the ages finally reaches its climax when God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. This is why God selected and ordained us to be his own inheritance through our union with Christ. There it is again. Did you know that you are Jesus' inheritance? (laughs) You know, we know what it means in a family, perhaps, to have an inheritance, to receive an inheritance or a legacy. Something that's passed on from a, a generation before us. And the blessing that that can bring. And you and I are the inheritance that Jesus has received. <laughs> that takes some getting, getting around as well. So much is his love for us that... You know, I sometimes think, where it, reads, it says in Scripture that Jesus did things for the joy that was set before him. It's because he could see what was coming. He could see that Bob, you know, Bob, Jesus could see you as his inheritance. From, the, from before the universe was, was set in place, he knew that Bob and that Ben and that Rachel and, 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 and so on, we were, we were going to be his inheritance. And that's a, that's a treasure to him. He treasured that. He treasures that enormously. That that's his inheritance. Never lose sight of the fact that Jesus loves us so much that we're his inheritance. <laughs> this was Paul writing. You know, Paul, Paul was a guy who had been to heaven and back, quite literally. He'd seen into where God lives. And he'd seen what it was like. And he saw what heaven was. So we can't take this lightly. We can't take this simply as some nice writing. This is, this is somebody who, who understood, who'd been revealed to him what heaven looked like, what heaven as a place was like. And this was part of his message. Everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon us. <laughs> this is Philippians 3, verse 20 and 21. But we are citizens of heaven. This is Paul again. We are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own. Using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. We haven't yet received all of our salvation. We've received a good chunk of it. But there's some more glorious stuff to come. And this is a part of it. When we, you know, our weak mortal bodies will be changed into glorious bodies like his own. 
Lucy and I, my, my daughter Lucy and I were talking earlier in the week and she was talking about Enoch. <laughs> Enoch was, must have been an interesting individual. I can't imagine what Enoch was like. but I, think it's, I haven't looked it up, but I think it says something like, and Enoch walked with the Lord and he was no more. <laughs> There's some great sort of sentences in Scripture, aren't there? And we were, we were talking about it and she said, and I thought, ah, you know, that's, that's a good way of putting it. It's like he walked, he walked so closely with the Lord. I think, I think it says something about with a, with a, it's not unstained innocence, which is the scripture I've just read, but it's something like that. He, it's like nothing could, could cling to him. You know, there's no stuff that clung onto him, like it says in Hebrews, you know, let's lay aside every weight and, and sin that so easily entangles us. It's like Enoch didn't have that somehow. And he walked with the Lord, and one day he just walked and didn't stop walking, and he walked into God's presence. You know, <laughs> it's like he didn't have a transition from life to death. He just carried on walking. And I sometimes think that's sort of God's best, you know. That, that, uh, some of you may also have seen, on, uh, Jay John wrote recently, the phrase, passing, we've passed on. And, and a better phrase is passing through and I like that we've passed through from one life into, you know because life's eternal it's just a phase really you pass from where you were to where you are it's like you pass from earth to a new place which is God's place which is where God lives see we're citizens of heaven but we're resident on earth. Our residency is in earth, but our passport is in heaven. If I could put it like that. And I'm just going to keep saying this because I'm still... I want you to get some of the excitement that I've got from this this week. And everything that heaven contains has been lavished upon you. (laughs) Because I'm a, you are a citizen of heaven. Ephesians, sorry, Philippians 3.20. You are citizens of heaven. It's, you know, in many ways, it shouldn't surprise us when we've had, we hear testimonies like we've heard this morning, which I've loved, have been great, fantastic. Because that, to me, is something of heaven being lavished upon us. And the testimony is the result of that. And the spirit of, 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 of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, as, as Amanda so well said, it's, well, God, you've done it. Let's do it again. Do it again. And so I, you know, I, I might have said this before. It reminds me of my kids when they were young, and perhaps some of you will identify with this. Uh, Kate in particular, I seem to remember Kate, she used to say, do it again, do it again, do it again. You know, it's like, if you gave her a tickle or something, she wanted to do it again. And it's, it's, like, it's like Godless, as a, as a loving Heavenly Father, he almost wants to keep doing it again and doing it again because he thinks, oh, that's great, look. They've seen heaven. They're getting a hold of heaven. It's like, you can't but help but sort of burst out of, of heaven and come to earth. <laughs> so, as citizens of heaven, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're praying as citizens of heaven, wanting to see his will and his kingdom come on earth, which is where we're resident. And the church's role is to really demonstrate heaven on earth. 
That's why we need so much grace. That's why I need so much grace. I need grace, 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 and grace. And grace, and more grace, and more grace. Because it's grace that enables us to do it. I have nothing that I can, you know, I can't heal anybody. I can't, you know. (laughs) It's by grace. It's by grace. Here's another good one. This is actually just a bit further on in Ephesians. I just want to stir you up some scriptures this morning, all right? Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 7. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. There it is again. Because we are united in Christ. So God can point to us, us, okay, in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us now that is a testimony only that's God's testimony because that's what he that's what he's doing let's read it again so God can point to us so this is what God will say and show in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ. (laughs) It says somewhere else, Paul writes somewhere else, that the angels love to inquire about salvation because they cannot understand it. Because it's never been... Salvation has only ever been uh, released, if you like, to, to... Humankind, not to angels. And Paul writes about that, that they love to look at the salvation of, of what, that Jesus has brought because they're just blown away by it. <laughs> and it causes even more angelic praise in heavenly places. Right. Here's another good one. Ephesians 2.18. I keep reading out the Passion Translation, okay, in case you wonder. And now, because we are united with Christ and to each other, we both have equal access and direct access in the realm of the Holy Spirit to come before the Father. equal access we all have equal and direct access in the Holy Spirit to come to our Father wow let me just sort of summarize and I'll come to a conclusion with this because I want to do one other thing 
Uh, Paul writes in Corinthians, the second letter to Corinthians, uh, verse, chapter 5, verse 17. Now if anyone is united with Christ, that person is a new creation. The old is gone, and see, a new life has begun. What we need to get into our spirits, I, I certainly do more and more and more, is that I am united in Christ. And this is not... You're, I'm, just, I'm, I'm completely different. I'm not, I'm not Nick with a different, you know, different clothes or different, a different sort of persona, if you like. I'm, I'm completely different, and so are you. If we are, if we have been, if salvation has come to us and we've, we've received and accepted the salvation of Jesus and we walk with him and therefore united in him, we are not who we were. We really have to get hold of that. We ha- we're not who we were. There is no resemblance to who you were in any shape or form. The only way we can bring that back is by what Paul says, let, you know, letting the old man rise up. <laughs> who we were if we allow that to rise up within us which if you like to use that phrase again is like the weight and sin that so easily entangles us in other words we give opportunity for what was to be to have life again if if we that is the only reason the only way we can give permission for our old person to come back into being because everything we were has been dead, has died, and is buried with Christ. So we have to give life to what was. Otherwise, it has no life. We're united with Christ. Now I need to finish because it's 5 to 12, and I'm under strict instructions, <laughs> which are also I, I accept gladly that I need to finish by 12. And I I, I need to. The message has been given. (laughs) But this morning, I was just preparing finally, and... Well, I'm just going to read it, because it's it's easy to read it. This is what I wrote this morning, because I I want... I, I believe that there are certain people here this morning, I don't know who you are, I don't know how many... Um... And it's in the context of the testimonies this morning, what God's been doing... That, that he wants to do something for you. You are not tied to your past life. Which is what I've just said. You're not tied to your past life. If you have truly sought forgiveness of the Father and have accepted and received Jesus, then what has been has gone. Whether that's 40 years, 20 years, 10 years ago, or yesterday, or this morning. What has been has gone. Don't be held by it. And this is what scripture says. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Okay? Stand upright 
and strong in Christ, you're united with him. Now, I did sense that there may be some people for whom it would be helpful for me to, to, just to declare and prophesy over this morning. Now, if, if you're in that place, uh, just as we're closing, if, that, if that, you would find that helpful, why don't you just come down the front now? Um, just right now, like now, okay? <laughs> and I just want to declare and pray over you briefly. And we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll do it anyway. I'll hand over to... Trying to find him. Well, you'll do. Now, Phil. There you are. No, I need both you guys. Of course I do. Thank you. Are you leading worship or are you here because you're here? <laughs> you're there. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's just confusing because you came out and thought you were going to... I'm done, folks. Thank you. <laughs>